Okay, uh, welcome to episode 18 of Future Think Tank. I'm Ben, um, and today we're going to talk about reading books, which might sound a little bit boring. Uh, So what I'd originally planned for this episode was to start, so I'm planning to start a series on one particular book, um, which I'll talk about more a little bit later. Um, but I want, uh, I want that to be, uh, when I start it from next week, I want that to be, um, a kind of, uh, each episode to be an individual chapter. Uh, so it's going to be quite a long series. Um, so I thought I'd do an introduction to, to that book and why I want to do that in this episode um, and talk about reading in general um, today. Uh, Okay, so first thing to say is, um, uh, actually I've had a a couple of beers today um, and uh, I forgot to do the my standard introduction to the podcast. So, um, okay, I'll just do it quickly now then. Okay, so this is a podcast about how the world is changing and what to do about it. Here we value trying to understand the world we live in as best we can in order to have a good bet at where we're heading in the future so that we can get involved and change our destiny if needs be, i.e. act. Um, Okay, so that's more or less just my summary of what Future Think Tank is all about. Um, so if this is the first uh, episode you've listened to, um, that's basically what it's about uh, at the moment. Um, okay. Right, more on reading. Um, So at the moment, uh, we live in a very, uh, in a world of, of kind of uh, sound bites, uh, short texts, um, incomplete, superficial. So this is kind of the world of social media. Um, and... I don't know, I, I wouldn't say there's no value in that. Um, I've, I've personally kind of completely withdrawn, almost completely withdrawn from social media. And the more we get into uh, the book series, the more I'll explain, like the more it'll become obvious why, like ideologically. But um, I'm kind of, I guess, taking a break in general. From, from social media um, but that doesn't mean that it's all bad so the, I think that, that there's some kind of concepts like 
connectivity, uh, sharing ideas. There's some very positive things. I just think main social media platforms um, are doing it, are kind of doing it wrong. Um, so we'll, we'll get into more, into more of that later. Um, and it's kind of like too much, you know, it's kind of everywhere all the time, unless you ration your use of social media or, um, or, you know, like take a break or, or leave it completely. It, it's kind of difficult to remain, you know, to keep that kind of sense of balance. Um, then there's the issue of um, platforms, Facebook, etc. Um, you know, actively, actively uh, make their interface and design addictive. So addiction is built into it, uh, and that's you know that we'll come into that in other episodes. But um, that's you know that's not a good thing. Uh, it, it, obviously, um, I think. You can say objectively, not just in my opinion, but that's that's not good. Um, okay, so um, so this is about reading books or long form texts. So I mean, it, it it could be, you know, for example, Medium. Um, I don't read it that much, but I know that it's. Um, the site and app medium uh, is for more long form uh, text, so you can get some. You can get some very good uh, essays, or even kind of short. What would be what would be considered in print, like uh, even you know a book, um, long form. So. And there are other websites, there are some news websites that do uh, essays or in-depth. I mean, The Economist is kind of an obvious uh, print slash, I mean, it's mostly online now. Um, the Guardian, which is like one of my personal favourites. Uh, what else? The, oh yeah, Aeon. If anyone knows uh, Aeon, they have very good... Uh, it's less kind of current affairs and more culture science um but they have very good uh long read like essays several thousand words uh written that's quite often written by um journalists who write who write for these the same kind of publications um and in the US there's New York Times uh but I'm not an expert on on there so um, that's just the one that I read occasionally. So, um, yeah, so what's the point? So if, if you're always reading um, kind of uh, impromptu, superficial, kind of emotional opinions, reactions to things, um, you, you're not really, you're not really penetrating too far down. You're not, you're not getting really into the, the kind of, layer underneath yeah um, and that's I don't know that that that's quite a lot of, of social media debate seems to me it kind of rests in that top area where people are reacting reacting emotionally and not really thinking before they're right typing or saying 
you know, and this is like Instagram, TikTok, uh, you know, all this stuff like stories. Every, so every innovation, it becomes more kind of immediate, you know, like you can post a story, uh, TikTok, I don't know what they have, like ticks, uh, whatever they're equipped. Okay. Um, so it stopped, uh, it stopped recording. Um, so here I am back again. Um, right. Talking about reading. Um, so, uh, recently I can't remember what I was talking about when, uh, I was called, but, ah, yeah, kind of super like, you know, like, uh, shallow high volume of information and opinions with like kind of the internet and social media. Um, so, uh, reading long form books, uh, I think personally, like really helps to kind of get a better understanding. Um, so I'm talking about nonfiction, but fiction, um, as well. I read somewhere recently that, uh, they did some study. Okay. I don't have the, I don't have the link or reference for this, but they did a study and they reckon, uh, whoever they is, uh, I can't remember, but they reckon that reading fiction, so novels, is kind of the best form of brain kind of maintenance, brain exercise. Um, so, uh, brain exercise, sorry, that just reminds me, that's what I call doing, um, is like, uh, my son, four-year-old son has the, has these kind of, um, development books, uh, kind of preschool books, and I call it brain exercise, uh, with him. So, um, so, uh, coming back to novels, that's, um, it's something to do with that you kind of have to imagine a, a whole kind of virtual world and you, um, understand emotional things like the relationship between characters and so it's kind of visual, you imagine the, the people, if it's kind of standard, you know, novel where they're just describing people and relationships between them. Um, and some other things that they kind of works different parts of your brain and, and like how they relate to each other. Um, so reading in general is, is good, um, which is not really, you know, <laughs> it's not really an original idea to say that reading is good, but I think people have lost the, the value of reading and people read less. Um, it's also good for your concentration. If you can, if you can like carve out an hour to read anything without distractions, um, cause I think obviously, I think pretty much everyone knows now that concentration, uh, people's ability to concentrate, um, is going down quite drastically because of, um, well, I don't, I don't like to say social media, but I mean, let's just say internet, like telephones, distractions. Um, <clears throat> and then, um, so you get one person, if it's well-researched book, scientific, you, you, you get someone's deep dive into a topic. Um, and 
if it's well researched, you can have lots of references to other books or other um, resources, and it should be well argued, well supported. Um, so you get below the level of emotional kind of swearing and shouting that, that happens a lot. Um, right, next thing, uh, I wrote down a brief list of like rereading. So there's reading books and then there's rereading. Um, so it's a thing that I started relatively recently. I kind of always, with films especially, I always feel like if I've watched a film, I've watched it and I don't want to re-watch it. Um, and my wife is like big, big film fan, uh, more than yeah, more than me, and like she's more into rewatching films, um, just for like the joy of, I guess, just appreciating it. I mean, for the same reason that anyone rewatches or rereads anything. Um, but I'm kind of a bit impatient. Um, I always used to think, you know, why reread books when there are so many unread books? And I've got, I still have a really long list of books that I want to read. Um, but the, the value of rereading is, I think it's, I think it's very valuable, basically. And so there's, I think the first time you read a book, it's interesting, you know, in the way that you read, okay, I'm going to, I was thinking actually about Harry Potter. So the, the way that I read Harry Potter when I was younger, growing up, it's, it's the kind of discovery, like the first time, especially if it's, I mean, they're, they're kind of mystery novels, aren't they? Uh, like any other, I don't know, I haven't read Agatha Christie, but it's the same kind of thrill, isn't it? Uh, trying to you know, who did it, um, there are the kind of clues along the way, but you, you don't really find out what happens, what's happened till the end. I mean, that, in, in non, well-written non-fiction, it's the same. Um, so other books I've read or, and, I guess, listened to uh, recently um, are Sapiens, or it's called Homo Sapiens and Homo Deus. So there's, there's two books. Um, by uh, probably gonna get his name wrong. It's Harari. I think he's Yuval Noah Harari. Anyway, so those books are very good, and they're written in, in a. So the first book is kind of the uh, history of humans up to the present day, and it's written. In a way, uh, I'm not really sure how he does it in the way that it's so readable but but it is very readable and it goes through kind of chronologically and Homo Deus is is kind of a history I think the tagline is like history of the future or something but in a similar way it's written um, in a very kind of um, readable way I actually only listened to Homo Deus so I had the audiobook uh, but I, I, I really uh, I think uh, I definitely will read it soon um, so these are um, so coming back to it so first time you read it it's interesting the second time you read a book it's you kind of remember it so when I reread uh, 
when I've reread books recently, and I'll talk about one in a minute that I reread, um, what's astounding is how much you actually forget. So the first time you read a book, if it's a good book that you enjoyed, you have a kind of, always have a kind of impression that's left, and the impression is just uh, like an opinion or a value of an evaluation, let's say, of, of that book. So I might just for years have, oh, that was a good book, or that was disappointing, or that was, you know, amazing. But then if I have a conversation with someone about it, I can't, there might be snippets I remember, but I, I can't, like, remember the core arguments, or if it's a novel, I can't remember the, you know, like, even parts of the sto- main parts of the story. Um, so that's, that's the value in rereading. So you kind of, you're remembering at the same time kind of amazed that you actually how much you've forgotten um, and it's almost like reading it for the first time again if it's been you know if it's been several years it can be like that um, but I reread a book or listened uh, either listened or read it uh, for the second time in a year or two and it was actually quite similar um, so another one that comes under this category is 12 Rules for Life. I spoke, uh, which is by Jordan Peterson, uh, or like Jordan B. Peterson, as he likes, I guess he likes to be known as like a, you know, academic. But uh, that's another one. I listened to it first time, uh, audiobook, and then I read it about a year later. Um, and it was amazing how much... Um, how much um, I kind of forgotten or maybe even not even got the first time so you're taking a lot of information in especially if you listen um, but even if you read you know you might not be in the right mood or you might skim read a couple of paragraphs so um, the second time you read it you're remembering it you're filling in the gaps of, of you know when you weren't concentrating the first time and then the third time uh, I've written would be like memorizing it. So the third time you read something, you're basically entering the, the realm of studying. So you want to memorize the ideas, you know, you, you want to get them down so that you could teach them or explain them to other people. So that's like the third and, you know, more times that you take in a book. That's that's your aim. So that's my aim with the book I'm going to do in a minute. I just wanted to uh, to talk about one more, which is uh, The Power of Now by uh, Eckhart Tolle or Toller. Um, I read that a few years ago, reread it uh, a few months ago, and that was also the same. It, it, was, it was like, wow, like, did I even read bits of this before? Um, and it took on a new meaning, it took on new significance. Um, so that was, yeah, that, that was quite kind of um, significant for me. So now, now I'm quite a big advocate for rereading. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, spend a significant amount of my reading in rereading. So I'm, gonna, I'm aiming for about half of what I read to be rereading. Uh, of like books that are important or um, I think uh, important 
or let's say personally personal favorites so it doesn't have to be like something you know like something important to learn in like scientific or self-help it could just be you know your favorite novel yeah um Okay, so the book, uh, which I've, I've talked about on the podcast a few times, uh, the book I'm going to do as it will be a kind of reading group on the podcast um, is The Age of Surveillance Capitalism by Shoshana Zuboff. So um, for, for, the, for the remaining few minutes, I'm just going to give it a general introduction because I want to do the next, the next time we, we do this, it's going to be uh, chapter one, which is the introduction. Um, but that's going to be um, more in detail about that chapter. So I'm going to give an overview now, uh, some kind of background. And then, um, yeah, so I want each, like I said, each episode to be, you know, focused on that specific chapter. So I came across, um, I can't remember which order it was, but I think that I had uh, a friend of mine, I was already kind of hit hit a quite dissatisfied period, I think, with social media and um, the value of it and how much time I was spending just wasting time. Uh, I had Instagram, I had Facebook, um, and there was a documentary, uh, well, one of, on previous podcasts, we had uh, two of my friends, uh, both Wills. So one, one Will, Will G, he, he recommended a um, documentary on Netflix. Cannot remember what it's called, but it's basically ex-Facebook and Google employees um, explaining how, how it all works, um, you know, how they make their money and um basically why why it's bad that they they've left and now they're kind of spread the word trying to spread the word that um they're not healthy these platforms um so i moved on from there i did some research um moved on to reading this book and it's like the seminal book in this area. You know, people have said like it's it's like it will be the social history of this generation. You know, it'll be like uh, Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith, which was kind of the defining book of that period. So that was, I guess, eighteen seventeen hundreds, like late eighteenth century, uh, kind of industrialization. Um, and she talks about Adam Smith towards the end, actually. Um, so the book is basically uh, it's split in it, it, it's split into three sections, um, and it kind of uh, she goes through gradually, uh, like what is um, so uh, what is. Um, Surveillance capitalism, basically what, why is it a new thing, why is it significant, how is it different from capitalism, uh, how Google, Facebook and then others kind of um, 
how, well, how Google discovered it, how Facebook also went on to develop it with Google and um, now Microsoft and others and why it's bad, uh, what, it, what it's leading to. So as a kind of note of warning is, is kind of the end, uh, kind of second and third sections. Um, and so I, I first listened to it uh, at the end it was 2020 I was like I remember when I was listening to it I was to, I was talking to my wife a lot about it at the time uh, and I was telling her basically every time I listened to it I was just absolutely astounded it, it was just jaw-dropping um like scandalous <laughs> um and and uh, Zuboff's research is incredibly meticulous um so her first book was um i haven't read it but it was um i guess also seminal it was about um automi uh Automizing is that is that a word? Automizing. Kind of uh, technology's impact on the workplace. So that was nineties, eighties, nineties, and this one uh, is is basically the next step. So what happened when technology uh, kind of started started uh, going into every aspect of everyone's lives which is which is what she argues which is what google facebook other platform big tech platforms have done and are doing more and more um so i will say that the first read although it was an audiobook the first listen was it was just kind of wow like it was kind of staggering just listening to it and i i was just listening walking around sometimes i would sit down and listen i guess but um and i knew at this stage this so it's so dense uh with information it can you know parts of it can be hard going um her style is i think she says herself her style is kind of essayist um more like essayist uh, and it it sounds. I mean, she's kind of novelistic. She 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 is quite poetic. Some of it. So it, uh, it, it I guess, it's an interesting combination. Uh, it's a very. It's quite a long book. Parts of it, as I said, are dense. And I knew I'd have to reread it. Uh, so I recently reread it. Um, and that. So it's more. Uh, for me, just remembering all the kind of things that she was saying, um, important stages of development in, in surveillance capitalism. And probably I should include just briefly here what surveillance capitalism is, even though, that, you know, I'll go into detail about the when I go into each chapter, but um, just to kind of, let's say, uh, sell it a bit. Um, so surveillance capitalism is what she argues is a new form of capitalism um, that's inherently different because it's um, people's data, data about people, is the raw material. 
yeah so basically facebook google what they what they're looking for is people's information that's how they make their profit because they repackage it um and use their advanced algorithms to extract more detailed information about people based on the information they get and sell it to as personalized ads to you know to companies and so what's different uh what's interesting what's different and what's particularly bad about this is that their aim is to strip people of as much personal information as possible and that's not a very nice aim to have so there's the whole elaboration of basically how all these big tech companies just end up uh they're just lying to everyone about what their aims are you know so uh, Google, it's making, you know, organizing the world's information and making it universally like useful or something like that. Um, I don't know what Facebook's is, but it's something pretty similar. Um, <clears throat> so learning about that is just, I mean, just the concept is scary. But then learning about what Google especially and Facebook have done every step of the way to kind of mask their true intentions is staggering. Like really, it's it's um, it's pretty horrific, but it, it's also you know important, and um, you know it's good. I guess good it, good to to know what's really happening. Um, so in that way, it, it's you know good. Um, right. So I'm going to just come to a close now. But say that every, um, I think I'm going to commit to every Friday, um, there will be an episode of uh, Future Think Tank, and it's going to be on this book. So, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism by Shoshana Zuboff. Each chapter, there are actually 18 chapters, so it's going to be 18 weeks. Um, What's that? Four and a half months. So where are we? End of April, May, June, July, August. Okay, so we're looking at like September sometime. Did I do that correctly? Yeah, I guess. Um, so if you're listening to this and in any way I got you wanting to read this book, please just buy it. Uh, really like written form, ideally, but whatever. And read along, listen along weekly, so that by Thursday, no, by Friday morning, I guess, um, UK time, um, you're ready to, to like, listen along, having like read. Um, so the first one will be, uh, yeah, before the end of April, what's that in a week? Okay, roughly the end of April. Um, and, yeah, so uh, that would be good. So uh, read along, get involved, write to me. Um, we might even do like a, a reading group as part of a, a as an episode of the podcast. Um, if you know enough of us, uh, enough people show interest, and um, yeah. Okay, um, that's it. Uh, so I'll just say the usual uh, thing, which is that. Uh, you can contact me on uh, my email, which is bhdecjones at 
icloud.com. Uh, with any comments, anything, uh, pass on, uh, I mean, recommend this to, to people uh, if, if you liked it. Uh, it's kind of trying to kind of build up a group of people that we can, you know, share ideas and, and stuff about what's happening, the future, what to do about it. Um, yeah, okay. Um, that's it. So hopefully um, see you or hopefully, yeah, you'll hear me uh, soon. Okay. Bye.